What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Uh, Clint has the day off, and so I brought in a replacement, a replacement player, John from John Tweet Sports. Um, uh, John, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I can't. I can't believe that you give Clint days off. I, I can't, listen, he hasn't earned them, but I'm going to give them to him. Today on the pod, we are talking about Glenn Schumann. The rumors are flying, the speculation. He's Oof. interviewing somewhere. He's Oof. on a date with somebody else. We saw him with someone else. We don't know what to mm. We're feeling a lot of lot. We're going to talk about Glenn Schumann. Maybe going to calm everybody down a little bit. Uh, all of that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for watching on YouTube. If you're watching, go ahead and drop a comment down below. Let Clint know that we don't need him on the pod. And no. uh, hit the thumbs up. And if you're on YouTube, go subscribe to an audio platform, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever app you have on your phone. Find the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating review if you're listening over there. Thank you so much for doing that. John, um, uh, we're going to get to some basketball for the 199 in the third segment. So stay tuned for that, everybody. I know. Fletcher, go ahead and just fast forward to the end of the pod. You get, Please. We'll get, we'll get you there. Did you lock Clint in the dungeon so we could talk about basketball in the <laughs> third segment? Listen, I said... He's got the day off. What I meant was I did not tell him I was recording tonight, and go. I Perfect. called you instead because Perfect. you will actually talk about basketball with me. Love it. But first, for the for the masses, let's talk about this Glenn Schumann situation. Uh, reports are out that the Philadelphia Eagles apparently expressing interest in Glenn Schumann. Some conversations may have taken place already. Um, uh, maybe even another team in the mix, um, hard to say at this point, but Glenn Schumann's getting, he's, he's an attractive guy these days for a lot of teams. Um, George's, George has gone through this. We've already lost Todd Munkin to the NFL and John Garcia, who was on the pod yesterday with Clint, uh, laid it out really clearly. This is what happens. This is what comes with the territory. When you're on the top, your, your players are going to leave early. And your coaches are going to leave quickly. That's what's going to happen when you're on the top. And it's been happening to Alabama for, you know, for the decade that they were relevant in college football. And it's going to happen to Georgia now moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, what are we to make of this Glenn Schumann news, John? What are you to make of this Glenn Schumann news? It's now Thursday evening as we are recording. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are, um, like you mentioned, this is what happens, right? Um, this is, it's to be expected that um, all leagues, mm -hmm. college, NFL, mm -hmm. um, are going to want talent um, that Georgia has, that Georgia has built, um, especially when you think about what Georgia's defense has been able to do 
the last few years. Um, Glenn Schumann was one of the big, one of the key players uh, in this, in this architecting this uh, spread defense um, and, and rethinking about how to utilize linebacker. I mean, just a lot of things. So for me, I'm not surprised that he is getting um, that he's, that he's getting some buzz and that teams are, uh, talking to him i'm a little surprised not gonna lie that the defending nfc champions in the nfl mm. uh the philadelphia eagles yeah um inter- interviewed uh, a guy who's never spent any time in an nfl locker room um yeah. and uh and who never you know played on that level um and so that's a little surprising uh but that speaks to exactly what you said of like this is what kirby smart has built you have a guy who um who didn't play college football. You have a guy who yep. uh, has never been in an NFL locker room who now all of a sudden is like getting some real buzz around, um, around the, uh, around the league. Yep. What I will say is I, I don't, again, as, as we're, the time we're recording this, I personally, I don't expect Glenn Schumann uh, to leave um, for, for the NFL, for the Philadelphia Eagles, specifically defensive coordinator position. Yeah. Um, I think Glenn Schumann has a really, really good job in Athens, Georgia. I think he's 32 years old. Mm. And I think um, there is a lot of opportunity ahead of him. And, and I personally don't, don't think he's going to leave, but I, I'm also not surprised that he is getting uh, those conversations. Yeah. It's interesting. You, you know, interviews don't, necessarily mean job offers and um while it would be it would be crazy for glenn schumann to be offered the job for the philadelphia Mm -hmm. eagles like you said having never spent any time on that level um you know if i was going to think of an nfl head coach that was just going to go way outside of the box and do Mm -hmm. whatever he wanted to do what no matter what other people are doing or whatever (laughs) nick sirianni might be that coach and so he would be that guy he might just look around and be like hey um who's the best defensive mind in the world Mm. it's kirby smart on any Mm -hmm. level anywhere period any job Period. He knows defensive football better than any other human person who's currently alive. Mm-hmm. And I can't get him. <laughs> so <laughs> who's the guy that I could get mm-hmm. that's going to bring the most Kirby smart to Philadelphia? I already tried Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, and I'm going to keep that pipeline going. Listen, but- how, it, how, uh, how incredible is it that the NFL is just like, just give us all the dogs. Give us your coaches. We give us your all. players. We want, we want them all. Listen, what I a mean, time. What a Lamar time. Lamar Jackson is apparently sending some terms to the Baltimore Ravens that are Stetson Bennett's coming to, to Baltimore. <laughs> I'm just going to call my shot now. Stetson it. Bennett's going to be the backup quarterback for somebody <laughs> in the Baltimore Ravens organization next year. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, again, Friday morning news will probably break. We'll probably look like idiots, but I don't expect this to necessarily end in a, end in a, a job placement for the Philadelphia Eagles. It is something Georgia fans, you should get used to because at some point, sometime relatively soon, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Schumann's going to be gone. 
And that's what we're going to talk about here in the next segment. Uh, but before we do that, let us uh, let us talk to you about the fine folks over at FanDuel. FanDuel is uh, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs and the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. The NBA season is just past the midway point, which is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. Not only NBA, but you got March Madness coming up. You've got the Masters coming up. There's no off-season in betting, and hey. FanDuel is the place to go because new customers right now get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the, the yeah. FanDuel Sportsbook app because it is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You know, um, FanDuel also released a line for Georgia-Florida this week. Did they? It was minus 17.5. It has moved to minus 20.5. So you can go on FanDuel right now and, and get him for October, less than three tuts? And, and, and absolutely. Against Sunbelt Billy? An October 28th bet right now, minus 20 and a half. Lamb. Lamb, <laughs> dog nation. This man's coming prepared with with uh, stats for the ad reads, guys. That's Clint's never working another day on this pod in his life. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with same-game parlays. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, John. So if Glenn Schumann doesn't take this job, hmm. that doesn't mean that he's going to be a lifer at Georgia because he just loves Georgia football so much and he just bleeds red and black and he just is never going to go anywhere. That's not going to happen. Kirby's going to be here for a very long time. There's nowhere else to advance at Georgia for Glenn Schumann. And so he's going to go somewhere at some point. We hope it's not this offseason, but that's about all we can hope for. So my question to you is, what type of job do you think, and roughly when do you think that Glenn Schumann makes his next move? Yeah, I mean, I think if Glenn Schumann doesn't take a job this season, um, the clock is ticking. I it, I think it, it depends on the jobs that are available sure. at the end of next year as to whether it's next year or the year after my personal, if you're, if you're giving me uh, an over under uh, for Glenn Schumann, mm -hmm. um, I'm going, I'm going under uh, three years. I think it's the next this year or the next season yeah. that Glenn Schumann is going to end up with a head coaching job. Mm -hmm. um, if he doesn't take a, a coordinator job um, this year. And I think you look, you see what Dan Lanning did, right? Dan Lanning yep. followed a similar path <clears throat> to what Glenn Schumann has followed. Uh, young guy um, got aligned with really sharp defensive coaches, rode that out, came to Georgia, ended up, you know, um, at the top of his game and took uh, the, one of the best available jobs open to him at the time with Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I think Glenn Schumann is definitely on that path. I think he is definitely head coach material. Um, and so for me, you know, I honestly, I also don't see, I don't see any of these guys on the Georgia staff taking a, group of five type yeah. job. I think it's going to be a power five it's job. Power five job. And yeah. I think it's going to be it's just going to depend on what's open at the end of at the end of this year. I think that is one of the 
underrated beauties of having Kirby Smart leading this program. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, how many benefits could we list? That I mean, he's the best head coach in college football. He's the greatest defensive mind in the world. He hates um, Florida. He hates Florida more than you hate Florida even, which is insane. I mean, which is insane. Um, there's so many benefits that Kirby brings, but one of those benefits is that Kirby is the poster child. If you were to start an ad campaign and the premise of your ad campaign was don't settle for lesser job openings, wait it out and get your dream job. Kirby Smart is living that story right now, and he's living it to the tune of back-to-back -back national championships. And so he looks at every person on that staff, and he's obviously not going to tell them what to do. They're grown men. They're going to make their own decisions. They're going to do what they feel like is best for their family. But you look at the guys that have gone on to head coaching jobs, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, the last two, uh, and they are Dan Lanning and Mel Tucker, and those two guys, one went to Colorado, parlayed that into a Michigan State job where he is, I think, the fifth highest paid coach I in mean, the NCAA. And, and insane. If you like beat 9. Michigan. $9.6 million a year he's if making. If you beat Michigan as the Michigan State head coach. They give you whatever they you they want. They give you whatever you want. Yeah, and then you got uh, Dan Lanning over at Oregon. I think you're right. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. What, obviously... Georgia fans should not be that much up in arms mm -hmm. when it comes to losing any defensive coach because Kirby Kirby's there. He's going mm -hmm. to solidify things. He's going to he's going to be that that solid rock when it comes to scheme and recruiting. But mm -hmm. what will Georgia be losing when it does lose Dan Lanning though? Let's just even for a minute yeah. allow ourselves to appreciate what Dan Lanning brings to this program. Yeah, I think Dan Lanning, you know, obviously, um, so Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart is the best defensive mind in I'm sorry, football. Glenn Schumann. I said Dan Lanning, and then yeah, you said Dan Lanning. I said Dan Lanning. We're talking, we're talking about, about Glenn, about Schumann, Glenn Schumann, obviously. Um, Clint, but come back. We need you. Yeah, we're broken. They're not that, they're not that different. Um, no, <laughs> under Kirby Smart, they're they're the same person. Mm -hmm. No, I'm kidding. Um, Glenn Schumann, what he has done is he's revolutionized the linebacker position um, at yeah. the inside linebacker position, specifically at Georgia. Georgia has had so much success in the spread defense because of Glenn Schumann's ability to recruit a new style of linebacker yeah. um, to move away from that kind of like, you know, big uh, six, one, six, two, 230, 240 pound inside linebacker. Yeah. That's six, just two shoulders, about six, four. <laughs> Shoulders about six four just, in width. Yeah, yeah. There's just filling gaps at, to to find athletes who um, can can play the run, who can cover um, in space, um, and who can run you know side to side of the field. And I think that's that's just an underrated thing in college mm -hmm. football. Georgia's success it, it has been so dependent on that particular um, evolution. Um, yeah. I also I also think Glenn Schumann. I mean he he is a motivational guy like Glenn Schumann. If you see him in the locker room, if you see him before the game, he is turned up to 11. And so he wow. is bringing the juice. And, um, and I think this just, it's just a constant, it's just a culture thing. Glenn Schumann, what he's done is he's brought the standard. He's brought the standard for mm -hmm. that defensive play and that, uh, uh, and that defensive juice and those particularly those linebackers. And it's just been really, um, yeah, just been really incredible to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, yet, yet again, those those things, you know, you talk about schematically and X's and mm-hmm. O and, and uh, you know, the way he sees defense, almost mm-hmm. in that spread-style defense. That That is certainly something that's got to be desirable to an NFL coach to have mm-hmm. on that level because the NFL is mirroring college to a, to a large extent. For a long time, the college tried to mirror the NFL game, and now it, the the tables have turned and the NFL is very much trying to mimic what it sees on a college level. Mm-hmm. And so of course, Glenn Schumann is going to fit right in there, but you talk about that energy in the locker room. It's why I see him in, in college long-term. It's why I see him For as sure. a head coach um, at a power five university, because you know, that's, you can, that juice goes a lot farther uh, <laughs> in college than it does in the NFL. <laughs> It does. Let's just let's just leave it at that. All right, we've got more to discuss uh, for the 199 in segment three. Right after this. All right, John's finally here. The moment we've all been waiting for. Welcome to the third segment, loyal third segment listeners. The 199. Thanks for being here. Bonfire.com/store/slash/the199. John. You can you can let it go now. You don't have to be so buttoned up and polished. All of the casual listeners have left. They're gone now. And so it's just us and the 199. You can speak freely. Let's talk about this basketball team. God. Um Oof. I have two questions for the for you. Number one, are they broken? And number two, what needs to happen? Whether or not they're broken. If they're broken, what needs to happen to fix it? No, if they're not broken, they're just something else. Then what needs to happen next? Yeah, I think, I mean, personally, um, it's it's hard to say that they're broken when four games ago they beat Kentucky, they beat LSU. Kentucky, who into- hasn't lost since and has looked absolutely uh, abs- freaking fantastic. Absolutely. And they ran into absolute buzzsaws on the road. I think I don't think the Georgia basketball team is broken. I think the Georgia basketball team is a very different team on the road um, than they are at home. Thirteen and two at home, and then on the road is just is just one and, win. Yeah, exactly. And and I think you know you can talk about like Alabama is a stinking you know amazing basketball team. Mm-hmm. They're out here murdering people in the streets. They but- they kill other teams. The Alabama. <laughs> Just they kill other teams. It's just, it's just. It I should mean, be talk, illegal what the yeah. Alabama basketball team is doing. Yeah, I, I stress about, should be. It should be. No one knows for be. sure if it is. There's, but it mm, should be illegal. Should be illegal. Yeah. Uh, but 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 man, they they ran into a bus off. And Arkansas, I have never I have never seen a college basketball team I, shoot yeah. sixty three point eight percent from the field. You saw Ar- if Arkansas. you yeah, if you watched early season feast week Maui Invitational, <laughs> Arkansas looked like a Final Four team, and then yeah. the the wheels kind of fell off Arkansas. But yeah. this is an ultra talented team, yeah. And it, the games that Georgia needs to win are in front of them now. They were Correct. never going to win those last two games. Correct. But now you've got. Florida, you've got a road game in South Carolina, you've got Missouri, Georgia. These are games that Georgia needs to find a win or two in Correct. to end the season. Correct. So yeah, so I don't think they're broken. I think I think they ran into some bud saws on the road and they haven't been they've been a a really different team um on the road this season. 
I think what's what's to be excited about is um, the culture that Mike White has built is it is a good basketball culture. When you see this team, when you see them play, it's not always pretty. They're not always making shots. Lord knows they got to figure out how to get a freaking rebound. Um, they need but, to figure out how to get larger. That's what they yes, need to do. They need to get, bigger, <laughs> they need to get larger and, people. And more physical, yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, Mike White has to get players in. But at the end of the day, it's a very different feeling. Even in the games where, they, where they're getting blown out, it's a very different feeling than than the last uh, the last couple of years when those games were happening. It is it, there. There's a team that um, you look at and you're like, listen, the, the other team was just better. It wasn't that you know the team this team gave up or this team was out of position or whatever. The other team was just better. So um, I I've liked what I've saw for the majority of this year. I do wish we could have pulled out there's a few wins on that schedule mm-hmm. that when you go look and you look at you know old miss and you look at vanderbilt and you look at some of those games that were just tough tough games to lose but um but i think i'm really hopeful for for these last three games yeah i mean georgia it is it is truly night and day from what we were watching under tom crean and and some of the 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 bad losses mm-hmm. i don't know just gives non-Georgia basketball fans opportunities to talk about how, well, this is why I'm not a Georgia basketball fan. Like, okay, because we didn't beat the number one team in the country on the road. Yeah. Um, That's, I'm not worried about things like that. I'm not, you lose by five, you lose by 50. It doesn't matter to me. We were never going to win that game. We didn't win that game. We don't belong in the same gym as teams like Alabama right now. That's not the next step for this Georgia basketball team. And you're absolutely right. This team is not more talented than even last year's team. This team is certainly not more talented than two years ago's team. Definitely not. And it's definitely not more talented than three years ago when we had the number one pick in the NBA draft and a top 10 recruiting class in the nation coming to Athens. It's definitely not more talented than that team. And yet... It's a better team yeah. than all those teams. It's a better team um, in every in every metric, in every measure, and especially in the one that matters, which is wins and losses. And so the things that Mike White has been able to do, and if you look at recruiting, uh, he's going to be able to recruit at a consistent level. I've maintained for years that the thing Georgia basketball needs is not an elite recruiter. The thing Georgia basketball needs is a winner because if you win at Georgia, elite players will come. Elite players will come to Georgia. Yeah. All they have to do is see you win. And guess what they're going to see this year pending Georgia wins one more game. They're going to see a team that won more games than it lost. That is the first step towards recruiting yeah he's got two guys he's got guys coming in next year that are that are very talented if he's able to keep players on the roster if he's able to continue in the transfer portal like he has uh then he's going the teams are going to keep getting better and better and with mike white there i actually believe that a better team will equate to more wins whereas with previous coaches i very much did not believe that Correct. Yeah. And if you look at the if you look at the projections, I mean, you know, Georgia has potentially three to four wins over tournament teams. 
So you got Auburn, you got Kentucky, yeah. you got Mississippi State. And again, like, you know, at the end of the day, the the we'll see where the tournament shakes out. But like if you told me coming into this season that George will be 13 and 2 at home and have potentially have wins over over four potential um uh tournament teams, I mean I think any of us would have I taken mean, yeah. Especially with this talent, like you could, you couldn't tell me I, when I look at this roster and you tell me that team is going to be thirteen and two this at home, team? and that team, yeah, and th- that team is going to be Auburn and Mississippi State and Kentucky, and I mean, it's hard not to be if if you truly understand and appreciate the history of Georgia basketball, it's really hard not to be uh, optimistic about about what's happening right now. Yeah, and I mean, listen. It- it very much is still on the table if Georgia wins two of its next three games and then wins a game in the SEC tournament. Correct. I'm not saying they will, but Georgia will be a team that is considered for the NIT. Yep. And I know, like, we don't want to be in the NIT year after year. Nobody does. But last year the team won six games. <laughs> would you, would you yeah. rather? Uh, my question was going to be: Would you rather win one SEC game <laughs> for the whole the year, for the whole year, or be in the NIT? You tell me, folks. You tell me. Um, Missouri is a winnable game. This is a this was a good this is a good team, but they are struggling. That Missouri really needs this game. They do, um, and and Georgia's a different team at home. It's on a weekend. It's where a, it's this, this game against Missouri is a big game. Florida, another home game, and then that South Carolina game on the road. I mean, I'm not sure if you heard, but Brandon Miller did play in that game. It was a thing where he might not play, but well, um, someone you, sent him a text message and was like, hey, can you bring us your basketball talent to the gym? And so he just brought it. He didn't ask you know. any questions. He didn't think about it yeah. really. He and, just and brought listen, it. And, and listen, then the, they the won. standard, the standard. You know, Alabama has the standard. Well, right? that is that is accurate. And the, standard, and the standard, and the standard, absolutely. The standard mm-hmm. is as long as you're not legally liable, as long as they're they haven't legally charged you with anything. That's right. It really, you know, at the end of the day the the bar has been set at a legal criminal charge having to I mean, be placed on you listen, <laughs> to I'm, to sit out of a basketball game. I'm not uh, here for, to comment on about whether or not Brandon Miller should be playing or shouldn't be playing or should be you know charged with anything or shouldn't be charged with it. That's not no the bigger issue. No. The bigger indictment against Alabama is that Nate Oates came out and said he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, quote, we can't control everything that happens outside of practice. Basically, look, what do you want me to do? So so one of my kids murdered somebody. I don't know. Murders, like, what do you want me to do? Murders happen. I talked murders. to him. I taught him how to do the pick and roll. And then they left practice and they went and murdered somebody. That's not on me. Murder, it's, murder happens. You just can't, you know, you can't, can't it's control tough. everything. It's a tough look. Uh, listen, Georgia basketball has a ton of reasons to be optimistic. Uh, I am excited for tomorrow. 
Uh, Georgia gets this win tomorrow. I think they're in a great position to potentially contend for a postseason. But John, thanks so much for coming on. Thank really you. enjoyed it as always. Go follow this man on Twitter at John Tweet Sports um, uh, if you don't already. And um, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week.